Hi everyone and welcome to the Voice Magazine Instaview series. I'm Saskia, the assistant editor and the host of Instaviews, where I interview creatives from all different backgrounds and all different creative disciplines on what they've been up to, what new things they are working on and how lockdown's been treating them. We have great lineups and great guests at every interviews so do stay tuned and i'll see you on instagram Today I'm going to be interviewing a special guest, Ella Greenwood, who is a filmmaker and activist, a mental health activist. She is featured in Huffington Post and Deadline and Women in Hollywood um, online magazine. And she's going to be talking to us today about her new film and also how she got to, you know, such a interesting stage in her life from such a young age. So um, just to start off with, why don't you tell everybody a bit about yourself and how it is that you got to where you are today, a bit about your creative background. Yeah, sure. So um, I suppose I always wanted to act and that's what I've been doing sort of most of my life, or well, trying to do anyway. I mean, parents signed me up to acting classes, that sort of thing. I signed with an agent. I've been to many auditions, been rejected many times. <laughs> yeah, had a lot of rejection. Um, decided that I sort of wanted to start just sharing my own stories and sort of creating film maybe having a bit more control so that's sort of where I started like doing short films and stuff so when it I mean obviously like getting rejected is not good for anybody (laughs) but but how did you manage to kind of you know overcome that to you know continue to produce work I suppose what I love now is sort of I've had some great auditions recently and that's been so wonderful but I'm also like I'm shooting a film next week and that has been so stressful so it's sort of like I've got something it's nice to have something that occupies your mind I guess because before you know I'd be waiting to hear back from that audition and that's all you're sort of waiting for because that's that one that's sort of what means so much um but at least now like I've got something else to keep me busy and that I think that's so just useful like and just to know that sometimes you're not right for the project even if you think you know you're perfect for the part like maybe something better will come along I think that's always really helpful to sort of keep in mind yeah do you like get feedback from um casting agents or whoever to you know to talk about them to discuss what it was that wasn't right I mean (laughs) that's rare it's usually just like you never hear back (laughs) like oh you know I I remember I had this role and I thought I was absolutely perfect it was going to change my life and like I was going to move to Paris and all of this and I just never heard back until like I saw that someone else had been cast Mm -hmm. and I was like oh I guess I didn't get the role (laughs) but no like sometimes like they've been really nice and and have given feedback but that is rare and I think like you have to realize that they're just they're busy like they can't they Mm -hmm. don't really have the time to give you feedback but if you're getting an audition it means you're sort of doing something right anyway so I guess it's important to keep that in mind yeah exactly (laughs) it's all about silver linings yeah so you have a short film and it's called 40 Roots I looked at the trailer earlier and it does look very interesting um when it can you tell us a bit about you know because this is was this your first film that you've kind of like directed and starred in yourself or it is your yeah yeah no it was like my first the first time I ever sort of made a film I guess um (laughs) and (laughs) I literally took on way too many roles like I just because it was just me um and sort of I didn't have the budget to hire like a production designer or anything like that I literally just had to 
I just went to Ikea and like got some stuff for, <laughs> for like the decoration and everything um and just yeah just I guess just gave it a go and hoped mm-hmm. that it would be somewhat presentable and yeah just just tried it really yeah I mean we all have to start somewhere but you know to start out in Ikea and then end up <laughs> to where it is now is, you know a great achievement Tell thank us you a, you're welcome tell us a bit about what it's about and um you know when can people see it um, so Faultier is, is about two teens and they each have sort of different uh, genetic conditions and it's mainly about the, it focuses on the main character, Lola, who has depression. Um, it's currently, it's still playing at different festivals and there's still a few like to hear back from and their rules are so tight, like they're just so strict in terms of where you can show it. But I'm definitely hoping like as soon as those are done, just to put it sort of on a, on a platform where people can see it. Mm-hmm. So what's the process behind getting your film into a festival? I'm sure all the young filmmakers out there would want to know, you know, kind of how you go about it. I mean, it's just, (laughs) again, it's sort of, I guess it's hard. I I chose a few that was like, oh, I would love to go to that. Like, I'd love to go to that place. Obviously now that's just completely irrelevant because I'm just in like my bedroom the whole time, like, because they've all been virtual. Um, (laughs) But that's how I chose some. Then I chose some. Some had specific categories for like young filmmakers and some had female filmmakers, some had mental health, some had cheap submission prices. Like it was just a range of things just and there are hundreds and there are hundreds that are amazing. I mean, there are thousands, actually. And there's a lot that are so good, but you do have to be strategic. Like you have to go through and scour like all their past films, see if you think it would sort of fit in with what they've showed in previous years so yeah it's definitely and some like even have time limits some have you just have to do a lot of research really. So I saw um, in a statement about 40 Roots you said something that was important to me was that yes the main character has depression but it's not her defining feature it's simply a part of who she is okay. Oh that's so weird being (laughs) being quoted back I'm like oh did I say that? (laughs) So I mean the film like said it's about um, different you know, like mental health issues that people suffer from. So I also read that you have gone through some uh, mental health issues yourself. So having, you know, a film that shows a kind of true depiction of those issues is obviously really important to you. How would you say that you came to realise that your, you know, whether it's depression or whatever it is, doesn't define you or doesn't have to define you? I I mean, something that I sort of realised as you go on is it's sort of, everyone has something that they're going through you know and sometimes my friends have been going through something that I didn't even realize but and it didn't change anything about them it just meant that oh they they were going through something and I think that's sort of the same with a mental illness like it and any illness really it doesn't define who you are like you know who you are is your personality it's it's your opinions it's your views it's yeah just it's your energy really it's it's nothing to do with sort of I was sort of like an external factor really that you can't control like I think who you are is is the things that you almost can control and what you choose to be mm-hmm. so I guess that's sort of how I would think of it yeah because I mean I know now there's a lot more um, awareness and stuff about you know mental health issues but not that long ago there was this massive stigma that surrounded it so I think it was quite easy for people who go through that to just you know let it consume them because that's how everybody else is now labeling them yeah even though it has come a long way I still think it's an important message that you you know get across in 40 Roots and 
it's still one that's needed, definitely. But um, on the subject of mental health, you're also an ambassador for STEM4. Yes. And I don't know how you have the time to do your <laughs> stuff. The STEM4 is so amazing. Um, and I, I literally feel like so lucky to, to be in that position. Like, I don't know, to me, I still just feel like some of the times when I see things that I'm, I'm doing it doesn't seem right I'm just sort of like well why why would they want me <laughs> to be an ambassador for them but yeah I think it's just the work that they do is incredible and I love that they do focus on, on teen mental health um mm-hmm. and like early intervention because that that can make such a difference I mean anything that you can do to help people um through their mental illness can make such a difference but especially early intervention I think that's something that will make such a huge difference so how did you um, become to be an ambassador for STEM4? Um, just through through speaking to them, I spoke to just various people that worked with them and discussed sort of projects and, yeah, and making sure that those projects represented mental illness well and that it was doing good rather than bad. Like, I didn't want to promote negative mental health at all. Um, and then just, yeah, got to, to be an ambassador for them and to help promote their work. And so we're sort of doing a few different things. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, I was going to ask, is there a way that people can get involved or is there anything, you know, coming up? Yeah, I mean, so Semple have amazing resources. If people need help, there they have amazing apps and just online resources. If you need help, they will have help for you there. And then other than that, like for fundraising, they're doing, I think it's a Santa run this week, which I mean, obviously this year is completely different, like with what you can do, but there are still so many ways to get involved and help, even if it is just seems weird but yeah it would definitely help yeah we all need to adapt this Christmas is definitely not going to be a normal one (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you're 19 correct and you've already so you make films you star in films you have a production company as well and you're also an ambassador for STEM4 so that's a lot in a short span of time what would you say was your most proudest accomplishment like to date oh my gosh I don't know I mean I'm not saying I don't know because I feel like there's so many I can't choose them I just I guess because sometimes it's it's small things that I guess like when I was sort of asked to be an ambassador like that was quite an amazing feeling I guess just because sort of if when I was struggling with my mental health the most to then sort of looked forward a few years and to see that I'd be in a position where I could help others with it I think that would be just an amazing feeling yeah no that's a good one definitely it's good to have that time to reflect sometimes as well because I mean from you know from then until now you probably didn't think that you would have come as far as that you have done and when you're in the middle of that it's hard to kind of see you know the wood for the tree so it's good to have some reflection time definitely yeah but when it comes to um you know like acting and directing like what what role do you enjoy the most or which one you know are you an actor at heart or it's hard like (laughs) I honestly love them both and that it still shocks me I guess because I don't know it I do love them both I think with acting I absolutely love acting but sometimes you can get roles that you're just like oh <laughs> like I don't know about this um but then you can get like I've had some amazing auditions recently and oh my god I w- I've absolutely fallen in love with the roles and I would just I would kill to, to get cast in them but with directing like it's I guess it, it you've just got so much more control and it's it's stressful for sure but getting to sort of see your, your vision I mean vision sounds like quite an annoying word but <laughs> getting to see sort of what what you're thinking visualized I guess is is an amazing feeling so I love them both really 
yeah like watching what you've created like come to life is, yeah yeah you said you were working on a film as well like next week what is this film about so this film is self-charm um it's it focuses on self-harm but like it, it's not shown ex- explicitly at all that's something that I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. um and yeah it's about a teenage girl who is struggling with self-harm and she goes to therapy and sort of none of the methods uh that they advise are working so they come up with a new idea of sort of having a plant um that represents her and sort of each time she wants to self-harm she takes a leaf off instead and so it's just that's sort of the summary other than sort of explaining the the little details that's sort of like the basic idea so is this a film that you're starring in and directing no I'm not I'm just directing I mean directing and producing (laughs) which producing is very stressful but yeah not acting this time okay well the producer role is quite um you know quite demanding anyway so it's probably best that you do you know sit this one yeah I I don't know how I did it before we reached I think (laughs) my my limits were tested but no it was great so what advice would you give to your younger self about you know either staying strong or if you've had to overcome any hurdles what would you say to your younger self I guess I would sort of say to to almost think of things as being less important as they are like I feel like I could get so hung up like even like an audition or a role like if I absolutely wanted that role and didn't get it like it seemed like it was the end of the world or like you know I remember when I turned 18 I was like oh gosh I've done absolutely nothing like (laughs) I literally I remember when I was like 11 I was like I'm gonna be on the red carpet in Leicester Square by the age of 13 and then like as each year went on I was like disappointing 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 so just to realize like the I guess time is it's an interesting thing like you don't know what is going to happen and you shouldn't really set such strict timelines for yourself because yeah yeah, I guess I like my job so much because I don't I literally don't know what the next year holds for me in terms of what I'm going to be doing but Mm -hmm. that is exciting I feel like I really just stemmed off from this question I can't even remember what the question was (laughs) but (laughs) it was advice to your younger self Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that sort of fit the breeze. <laughs> so other than self-charm as well, like, is there, um, how many projects are you currently working on at the moment or is self-charm kind of taking up all of your time? So, I mean, today I predominantly worked on the feature version of Faulty Roots, had different meetings and stuff like that. And I'd say that's why I worked on a lot this year. And self-charm has just sort of been in the past few months. And there's always different things. Like I'm writing another script hoping to do another short early next year um and then I'm working on different projects with various roles too and acting stuff I I liked yeah the the variation of it all it's just remembering (laughs) to do what I need to do I guess how have you found and you know creating during lockdown obviously things are different you you know everything takes place online how have you managed to navigate that I mean, I think because of what I've been doing, I've mainly been in development for the future of False Roots this year and development, it would just be redoing the script, um, meetings, uh, emails, that sort of thing. So for me, it's, I I feel like I've probably got a lot more done because I haven't been going out and sort of doing socially stuff, social stuff like that as such. Mm -hmm. Um, So it hasn't really changed But I mean, I really miss that. Obviously, film festivals have all been virtual and it's been so great that they've been able to still do them and to still have them take place. But yeah, like my film was uh, nominated for an award at Birmingham 
Film festival and there's normally like a really nice awards gala and I was like oh I would absolutely love to go to that but this year it was just virtual and yeah I was in my pajama bottoms so <laughs> hopefully 2021 we'll see you at some festivals and, yeah. I hope yeah <laughs> so tell us a bit about the feature length for 40 Roots how's it going yeah it's it's going well I feel like I haven't touched the script in a while and I need to go over that again I feel like mainly when I write scripts I sort of have intense periods where I'll just spend the day writing and then I won't look at it for like a month and then I'll realise oh I should probably check on that and <laughs> it probably needs a bit of work um but I feel like that's sort of how I, how I best work just to get it all out almost in one go yeah. and then to go back to it once I haven't been so intensely looking at it and then yeah just been random tasks really there's, there's sort of so much involved and it's nice getting to see all the different aspects so when is the feature lab going to be available? I literally have no clue at the minute. It's hard to say. I feel like with, I mean, even with like the major films, they've all been pushed back so much. This film, like, I feel like we won't know until very close to it being finished. But I'll make sure to let everyone <laughs> know <laughs> and beg them to watch it. <laughs> I'm sure you won't have to beg them to watch it. Like I said, the trailer... <laughs> When the um, short is, you know, available now that it's not like in film festivals and stuff, I'd love to see the whole thing. So. Oh yeah, no. definitely. Well, yeah, I I hope that people would watch. I want to make it available for people to watch. So mm -hmm. definitely. So just last question then is, what advice would you give to those wanting to get into acting or directing? You know, any Ella's top tips on <laughs> how to make a success of it? Oh, um, I would definitely say just to do it like if you want to make a film and you want to write then write and you know if you don't want to write then plenty of people have amazing scripts like I've been sent so many and just haven't even been able to sort of respond yet or read them through but there are plenty of people with amazing scripts so then go and search for them and mm -hmm. and find people like people are always willing to collaborate it's so important to sort of make those connections and just if you want to do it like do it really yeah no more procrastinating for all those people with projects that they've keep putting to the side it's yeah I mean I feel like I'm I'm the worst like a bit of procrastination is allowed but just <laughs> make sure that you do eventually do it but um so what's the rest of the day bringing you have you got more plans to carry on writing or just gonna chill for the rest of the um, night I mean I feel like chilling is something that I rarely do <laughs> Um, I've got a lot that I still need to get done for, for the shoot next week. There's a lot that you have to leave sort of till last minute. And there's, it's almost like a puzzle. Like you can't do this until you've done that. And you can't do that until you've done that. And that's really stressful because it's sort of, it's leaving everything till quite last minute. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably work on that quite a bit. Why is that? Why do you have to leave it till last minute? Um... I, I don't know I guess it's just the way it works like for example I'll say exactly like we I need to take my director of photography to view the location so she, she can see the lighting because she's busy and is working mm -hmm. on loads of projects she can only do that day and then we can only get the equipment of confirmed after she's done that and then we can only get the insurance confirmed after we've ordered the equipment like it's just <laughs> a lot of things that you need to know the exact details and yeah, yeah there's a lot that you need to do to know the exact details so that's sort of how it how it works always having to rely on other people's schedules as well it's never easy yeah <laughs> in the same room at the same time <laughs> i just want to say it was great speaking to you and thank um, you it's great speaking to you <laughs>
And where can people find you? Like on um, social media, Instagram, Twitter, website? Um, Popseller on Instagram, which <laughs> is still such a random username. Um, and then Twitter's a bit more, makes sense. Ella underscore Greenwood. And yeah, I feel like that that's the main places. Do you have any, um, you know, short projects or anything that you've worked on on a website or anything like that? Yeah, I have a website, uh, ellagreenwood.com. <laughs> that all makes <laughs> sense too. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of, I share pretty much everything on Instagram. So <laughs> I feel like that's the place that I'm, and Twitter, but yeah, it's best. Once again, it was great speaking to you. You too. And good luck on the shoot next week. And I can't wait to see the rest of 40 Roots. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks everybody for watching. Take care. Bye. Bye. Today's episode was made possible by Voice Magazine, an online platform for young people interested in art and culture. You can read Voice over at voicemag.uk and find it on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as VoiceMagUK. The voice contributors are also on Instagram over at voice.extra. If you are looking for another podcast to listen to, the contributors release the Voice Extra podcast every Saturday, where they talk about the pieces they've produced and the culture they've been enjoying. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider helping us to make more for a donation of any amount at voicemag.uk slash donate. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the use of the track, Thief in the Night. You can find more of his work on Incomputech.com. L. Farrell Kingsley was a sound engineer and producer, and Tom Innes was the executive producer.